listeners, and welcome back to the podcast, a podcast run by students for students. It's been a while since we last chat, but we promise we have not forgotten about you. I feel like I say this all the time, but we are going to do something a bit different this month, and that is, I'm not going to be talking. In honor of Black History Month, we have decided to collab with the Black Student Union here for the podcast takeover. The Washburn Black Student Union is a student organization that collectively embraces and promotes a positive and professional image of the Black collegiate experience. WBSU is geared toward making a difference at Washburn University and the surrounding communities. WBSU strives to create independent, responsible, positive young adults who are also financially, politically, and socially aware leaders. WBSU is open to any Washburn student who embraces diversity and is a positive, innovative, open-minded, and dedicated Ichabod. Now, it looks like my time is up, so we can go ahead and get this takeover started. Hello everybody, my name is Felicia Smith and I am a student here at Washburn and I will be facilitating this podcast takeover on colorism. What's up y'all, my name is Michelle Sawyer. I'm a sophomore at Washburn University. My uh, major is pre-dentistry. Hey, hey, <laughs> my name's Emoya. I am a senior here at Washburn. My major is criminal justice with a minor in legal studies. Um, and we're going to talk to you guys today. Yes, so how I want to sort of take on colorism is sort of give it, give you guys a background on it, um, what it is and sort of how it started. Um, I guess the textbook definition, um, it's really colorism is prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. But really, it's if you want a shorter version, it's discrimination based on skin color, typically um, among people with a darker skin tone. Um, and so that started just like everything else has started in America with slavery. And so, <laughs> yeah. can be colorist to white people because I know you said it is technically somebody being discriminated against with a darker skin complexion but do you think it could go the other way like darker people can be prejudiced to lighter skin people well not lighter skin more so white maybe as a individual thing like with racism that's you know not just you know discrimination against colored people, but um, it's more of like how much power a group holds. And so, of course, white people have held the power in America over um, all um, communities of color. So I'm not sure if that same rule goes for colorism. Um, I guess that might be based on your individual opinion. Um, I, I don't think I'm personally colorist against white people, but um, I do... I do have certain biases, and that is something that I'm not afraid to admit. I think we all do, as colored as color people, and especially colored women in this society of working for the white man, we all have biases of um, white people, like 
they don't like black people, they don't like us, and they don't like the, what, what we do and how we say things. They don't even like us walking in the same store as them, but they like our culture as, as much to be still in it. Right. I feel like uh, being a people of color, we have a reason to feel the way they, we feel towards whites. I will, yeah. if you know me, if my people know me, like y'all know that I don't give a damn. Like, I say how I feel, and that's just how I feel. Like, they'd be like, oh, stop being mean. It's not being mean. I have a reason to feel the way that I feel due exactly. to my past experiences and the generational trauma that's engraved in me. There's nothing wrong with that. No, because just because just how white people are entitled to feel the way they feel about our um, race, we're entitled to feel things about their race only because solely based on their past actions that we feel this way. And we shouldn't, I feel like, in a, in a country that is supposed to be free, we shouldn't have to feel guard, have to guard ourselves 24-7 from the people of the free country. I agree 100% with both, with what both of y'all said. Um, I wish I was a little more like that, where I could just be like, I don't give a damn, I'll say what I wanna say, F you if you don't agree or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think with colorism, hey, if you think you're a colorist and you are a person of color, then there ain't no problem with that. Have any of you um, experienced colorism here on campus? Um, by the black men on campus? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. <laughs> but with the women on campus, not so much. Yeah. I have this girl. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I am not super involved on campus, um, so I have not experienced any colorism here. Um, I do know that it exists, but um, most of my experiences of colorism or um, discrimination based on how I look um, has just been throughout school years. And unfortunately, it does. It has come mostly from black men. Isn't that crazy? That is so crazy. It's, Why don't our own race it's very want their own women? As it starts off with slavery, literally. every All of that stems from slavery. Yes. And so, sorry, just to, I guess, pinpoint off of that. Um, when slavery was legal, um, the masters or the white people, however you want to say it, they would split up the slaves by their skin tone. They would have the darker skinned slaves working in the field, and they would have the lighter skinned slaves working in the house. Now, the treatment of the slaves was horrible on many different levels. Um, but for the lighter skinned slaves, um, they might have had a bit better treatment, or a little bit better treatment. Um, whether that be like sleeping in the house or something like that, but still their treatment overall was disgusting and horrible all around. Um, but unfortunately, um, even though they were treated a little bit better, um, yeah, like I said, their treatment altogether was not okay and it was it's just disappointing to hear and read about the stories like that. And so even after slavery ended, lighter skinned people um, still had a little bit better treatment as far as um, 
gaining certain things like employment um, and just sort of how they were treated all together in society and that has even um, continued up until 2022. And so I don't know about you ladies, but um, like I said, throughout my school years, um, I noticed lighter skinned women were always chosen as like, I don't know, we're sort of always chosen <clears throat> first, excuse me, um, for like anything. Like I was always overlooked by boys and even other black women um, in school. And so I don't know if that was the similar experience for you guys. Yep. Um, especially in like the media, like if you're not a Beyonce, Mariah Carey, or a Nicki Minaj. 100%. What about Halle Berry and... Who else? That name. Kelly Rowland. Yes, the way that they treated Kelly Rowland compared to Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And most, a lot of people would want to argue that Kelly was more talented than Beyonce, but since Beyonce was the lighter one out of the front group, she got pushed more. Like, okay. you do not see anyone like Ari Lennox, Kelly Rowland, um, yes. Jennifer Hudson. You don't see those people up on the Halle forefront. Berry. 100%. I agree. And it's like... Even in the media and like the beauty world, like if you have Afrocentric features, it's a no-no. But if you have the European features, then it's like, okay, if you're racially ambiguous, like people don't know what you are, then like Zendaya, yeah. you get pushed. Mm -hmm. But if you look like me with my Negro nose, then it's not, you're ugly, you know? Yes. It's funny because at my job, I work at Dillard's in um, cosmetics. And there's this girl who works at Mac, and she would never do um, like colored women. Like she would never do their makeup. She would always ask the guy from um, Edge, to, who's black, to come over and do their makeup, because she didn't know how to match their skin complexion. So I took my big headed happy ass over there, and I said, "Let me help you, because you can't." be discriminating against color people just because you don't know how to color match them. So I was trying to teach her how to color match and how um, and letting her use my face and my skin complexion. And Elijah, who works with me, um, he's a darker skinned male, so I brought him over there so she could practice color matching um, a lighter person who's still brown and then a darker person who's also brown. and. She, after that day, um, she was getting quite good, but after that day, I was kind of irked by her, because I was like, I'm irked, I didn't have to show you this, and you're supposed to be a so-called makeup artist, because she was like, oh, I went to cosmetic school, and blah, 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 I was like, well, if you went to cosmetic school, then you would know how to match every shade there is on the rainbow of skin color. Mm -hmm. But they don't teach that, though. They, no. Even in the hair school, they don't teach ethnic hair or like really hair. i don't they think if they were like a cosmetic school they would teach like there's a all. difference between like the white schools and the group and the black schools yeah like there's a big I, difference i don't i don't know if any of us could walk into a sally's and you know ask oh hey can you you know match this to my skin tone or whatever i know i can't now sephora maybe <laughs> ulta maybe but um yeah, that's another part of colorism. Like, we're just so excluded from the standard of, you know, how things have been built for white people and around um, their needs. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so for, for us as black women, um, we get our hair done as far as like braids or sewing weaves or we wear wigs and we cannot go to, you know, just a regular wig store or um, just your average like hair store to buy the necessary products to get our hair done. There, here in Topeka specifically, to my knowledge, there might be two. two. Oh, I only thought it was one. <laughs> they opened another one, right? Yes. yes. There are two places where we can get our hair products um, that, to my knowledge, so are black-owned. Yeah. yeah. Not no. no. One no. of the stores is black-owned, but I don't know if they sell black-owned products all the way. But the other one, on whatever street that is, by... The chicken place that's owned by the Asian <laughs> man. Yeah. Yep. When I walk in there, I always see the black man that's in there, but he's nice. He is nice, but what I don't like is that they, every time a color person will walk into the hair store, I peep this, um, they would watch them, like their every single move, and every time they picked up a product, they would walk over there real quick and be like, you need help. But when a white lady walks in there, which I was like, what are you doing in here? But that's beyond my business. Um, she was looking at products and they were just leaving her be. They didn't walk up to her one time until she was ready to check out. So I was like, even in our own beauty store, we get watched and stuff and asked and surveyed over just because the color of our skin. And I'm just, I'm just looking like, I'm not gonna steal anything. Like, I'm, I'm not. So I, was, I just felt a little offended. And then um, I am like, part Korean so and in my household all they speak was Korean um, the Korean language so they were over there chit-chatting and talking and I was like I'm not gonna steal anything and they were too shook to speak when um, I could understand what they were saying and they were like oh no we were I said you were talking about me Tom Russell watch her and all this other crap I heard you damn they be so <laughs> shocked whenever you speak their language <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they go, how do you know? How do you know? I was like, well, I am Korean. So and my grandmother's Korean. My whole mom's side is Korean. So and that's the language that I grew up around. So it's like, of course, I'm going to understand it. Mm-hmm. And of course, they don't expect that because of the way Because you of look. The, look, the, the way yeah. my skin is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. Yes. And so due, due to our exclusions, due to how we are treated in I guess predominantly white spaces, you could say, that has led us as you know, black people, I can't speak for other communities, but um, to my knowledge, we have had to create our own spaces where we can be authentically ourselves. Um, and so yeah, for example, the two hair stores where we can get our hair products. And I mean, yes, we can go to Walmart and buy um, maybe a couple brands of hair products, but it's not... It's not catered to us. No. Mm. It is not. It's expensive as hell. Compared, the prices for natural hair products compared to the natural hair products inside the hair store, they're lower. And I'm just like, why is the hair store marking up their products when the same product is sold in Target, Walmart, and Dollar General for way cheaper than it is sold in the hair store? Yeah, um, low-key shout-out to Target for, like, being an ally, <laughs> in my opinion, because they do have a lot of good um, black-owned products. Um, oh, my bad. <laughs> what's, 
<laughs> what is it called? It's the feminine product brand that is owned by a black woman and they sell it at Target. What, the one by the Taraji P? No. Although, is that sold there? Mm -hmm. oh, okay, well, there's that. Um, I think it's like, it's Honey Pot. That's oh, yeah, Honey Pot. Yes, their products are very nice. Um, and so, yeah. Again, shout out to Target. <laughs> Yep. Um, so uh, the next thing that um, I want to touch on colorism, we've sort of talked about how it, it's affected us as black women. Um, did we get into like how it affects us as a community? The community is very, very divided between team white skin, team dark skin, team, team brown, brown skin. skin. Yeah. <laughs> like the way, like if you call. This is an example. This happened to me in high school. Okay, so my friend in high school, Ricky, and myself, we're both, like, dark-skinned, you know, and he was like, I'm not as dark as you, I'm not as dark as you, blah, 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 you see, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, <laughs> in my head at that time, I didn't even think that I was that dark, like, quotation marks, that yeah. dark. So I was like, we're the same complexion, but in, it's like, people are so taught that being dark is a bad thing and it's not it's not and to have a black man say that to me and that's my friend from high school say that to me that's weird and then another time my light-skinned friend said something it was we were in weights class it was her my hispanic friend and me and then my hispanic friend's like look i'm getting darker from soccer makes sense because you're outside and it's soccer and it's sunny and then she's like you better stop before you get the darkest michelle Ooh. and that hurt my feelings <laughs> oh, like what what and i looked at that girl sideways the rest of the year we're not even friends no more i don't even talk to her no more i don't have time to have no colors people like that in my life why she think yeah. it was okay to, why would she think it was, it was even okay for that sentence to pass through her lips Beats um, like, privilege <laughs> right, um, like people want to put lighter skin, pe lighter skin people, the racially ambiguous people, or the white passing people up here on this pedestal. Yeah, and if you're not as light as this damn paper bag, <laughs> like then it's a no-no. Yeah, don't even get started on that paper bag thing. Yeah, well, we are, we are, <laughs> we will get started on that here in a second. No, <laughs> um, as a light, lighter complexion person. I don't feel like I, let me see, I don't feel like that I have any discrimination towards darkest skinned people. Because I feel like we're, we're the same. Like, no matter how light my skin is or how different my background may be, I feel like with other, like, darker complexion people, like, we're in the same community, so why be discriminatory towards our own community? Because it stems from the white people. Like, oh, like, I watched this thing in Critical Race Theory, and I also watched it in Sociology. It was like this video of these little kids, little black kids, five, like five to seven years old, on this, like, little chart. It goes from the white people color all the way down to the darkest of the brown shade. And they would always pick the brown shade for being ugly, brown shade being stupid. The, the nice, pretty one is the lightest white shade. And it's just like... These are kids. Yeah. These are kids. I hate that. Just like racism, colori colorism is something that is taught. I hate Very that. Very simple. And it's either taught through, you know, your upbringing, 
Um, but it can also very well be taught through the media. What yes. you watch, what you're looking at, your phone. Um, it's just so agitating to me because we have a whole, a whole race at who's like hating against us and there's like this inner part of the black community that's fighting and it's like, why, why? I don't see the reason. I was like, it doesn't matter if you're brown and you're dark and you're light. We should all be like allies to each other because we don't really got any from any yes. other race. So then, I 100% agree. So I'm like sitting here like, that is so crazy to me because I've never ever ever was like oh i don't like you because you're dark skin now what has passed through my lips was um when i was younger uh was that i don't like dark skin men i was like i don't like dark skin men only because of what i've seen um growing up what dark skin men are doing like they're disrespectful they're hateful they don't respect women but i had to as i was growing up I seem like dark-skinned men are all, like they're not all gonna have the same personality. So I had to learn that the hard way. And now I love my dark, my dark kings, but it's like, it, it's just hard. It's just hard for like the black community to see that not every shade of person is gonna be like the shade of person you've encountered before. So you. Like if you like met like a lighter skinned person and they were like getting on get under your skin because they were like oh I don't like you because you have darker skin like that's not like every lighter skinned person or like every dark skinned person I don't like you because you have light skin it's not like that like you're gonna find people light or dark who are gonna share the same mentality the same values the same morals as you but within the black community and I feel like in the black community we need to stop all that colorism within our community mm-hmm. to like come together as one because ain't nobody gonna have her back on like us will. I 100% agree with that. I keep saying that, but <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, I feel like any sort of recovery of colorism starts within our own community. Um, I cannot look to a white woman or an Asian woman or any other uh, woman of color to tell our black men, hey, love this black woman, treat her right and whatnot. Um, I feel like that starts with black men as themselves. Um, They need to somehow look within themselves as individuals and as a group to recognize their prejudice and recognize how ignorant um, that they can be. And so I am, of course I am not saying all black men are colorists or yeah, they are not colorists, but that does exist within the black male community. It stems from that self-hatred. They want the qualities of, quote, qualities of a black woman and a non-black woman. The mm-hmm. lips, the hair, the style. These women be black fishing. Be, they, they be, yeah, that is they be, they be getting, like, the lips done darkening their skin with self-tanner and stuff. They want to perceive as being racially ambiguous, but they're not. No. And it just blows my mind that they're getting more praised than we ever. Yeah, it's very weird. That's crazy. They, they want all the, like you said, all the qualities of a black woman, not the black woman attitude. Like, but yet these, they have, they mimic us. 
Yeah. Black, pe- than us. black people are the trendsetters. Everyone mimics us, but don't want to give us our credit. They see if we do it, it's ghetto, nasty, you're stupid, dumb, sound, and third. But if they do it, oh, it's cool. This this popping, this blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. And they it's crazy. Us. Like, when you were talking about protective hairstyles before, what got under my skin is that I see all these little white like, women walking around with box braids in their head. Like, the styles that we wear for our hair is meant for our hair not your hair yeah like we do it for we do it for protection protection protecting. our hair is strong enough to withstand the tension of having a protective style y'all want to put in a, like white women want to put in for these protective styles try to look like us try to get that swag like we're not wearing it because it's cute it's cute but we're wearing it for protection like y'all want to wear it and then take it out and and cry and scream that your hair is breaking off well, yeah. it's not meant for you, so why do you keep doing it? Okay. And it gets on my nerves when they be like, you say something about it, then they be like, well, I want to wear it, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but when you scrum, when you cry and scream in the bathroom, I'm bald, my hair's falling out from the box braids. What can you no. do? No. I blame the Kardashians for that like type of culture. Mm-hmm. And who else? I can't even just, just any influencer like that. I just blame them. Yeah. I I do agree with that as well. A lot of how do I say this? Maybe preferentials. Um, I think stemmed from them. Um, in my opinion, the Kardashians are maybe the biggest influencers for what are we like Gen Z and maybe millennials. Um, with them having such a big presence on social media and on TV, um, certain things that they were doing, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, it has now reached um, everyone, you know, whether it's them having plastic surgery or like we were talking about with box braids, them self-tanning, and some people may not agree with this, but they do prefer to date black men. I have you seen the lineup? Yeah. Chloe's. I mean, Courtney's the only one that hasn't. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what? Kim was married to Prince Humphrey. Prince Humphrey. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, they are the biggest influencers for, I guess you could say, black fishing and. Um, they did it first, like not first, but like first of my knowledge. So yeah. the community thinks it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're doing it. I want to be like them, so I'm gonna do it too. Yeah, but not they know get the away impact. with it. They mm-hmm. do. They get away. All with the it, so. mess that they do, they get away with it. Yeah. On live TV. Yeah. Like whenever Chloe said, N I G G A on TV. Mm-hmm. I flipped yes. out. Wow. I yeah, they bleep it out. I have to after this is over. I would have to show you. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. That's. Hmm. Yeah, I heard that, and I was like, I was dumbfounded because I was like, what makes you think it's okay for you to say that just because your boyfriend, your husband, your lover is black? That's not yeah. okay. It's not okay. You're not black. You don't know the history. You didn't stem from the history. So what makes you think that you could say it? I barely say it. So then I was like. No white person ever, ever, that should never pass your lips. I don't care if your son's black. You shouldn't be saying it. Mm-hmm. 
And that is a, that's very common, clearly from what you've seen in life, from what I've seen in life, um, where non-black women, from my experience, date or marry and or have kids with black men, and then they act as if they are entitled to say the N-word or to um, speak a certain way, <laughs> um, whether that is with AAVE, which is African American Vernacular English, um, which makes up most of what I guess Americans would call slang. Um, and so yes, these non-black women who have kids with black men, um, they feel entitled to these things, but that's not okay. Um, it does not give you the right to say the N-word, to call me an N-word, to, um, yeah, to do those things. And so I, I am not someone who tells people what to do, but it would just be greatly appreciated if at some point they Stop. just, yeah, you know, didn't <laughs> do that. <laughs> I think just because they have a lover or, or a child or somebody color in their life, then they can be like, oh, I'm one of them. I'm they one of them. Curiously. And I'm going to do whatever they do because my husband's black. Like, I saw this woman in Walmart. No, I was working at Dillard's. And this woman came in and she was shopping for cologne for her husband. And she goes, I need some, I need cologne for a black man. And I was like, I, I was a little confused. So I was like, black men wear any cologne they want to wear. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what do you mean black men? She goes, you're black. What do black men like? I was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, what? Like, I don't know. And then she was like, inward, I need a cologne that's for a black man. I was like, I'm not helping you. And she was a white woman. A white woman called me the N-word because I took too long to help her. Because I couldn't understand what she meant by a cologne a black man would wear. Yeah. If, if she was black, would that have made a difference? Probably. Yes. Probably. Because that's unprofessional as what? You don't do that. Yeah. Probably. I would not. Because um, if she came in, no, sorry, I didn't mean to cut that. Oh, you're fine. Um, I was like, Oh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Um, in any customer service position, the customer is not always right. That's just my thing. Um, as if that were a black woman speaking to me and she called me the N-word, that would not be okay. Like, I get it. We're part of the same community, but you're still in that situation. You are still the customer um, coming at me very unprofessionally. I don't think a black woman would ever say that, though. No, I don't either, but... I don't even think they would say it. But I don't even think they would come up to me and say, I need a cologne for a black man, either. Yeah. She would be like, I need a cologne for my man. Yeah. I need a cologne that smells good, regardless if it caters to the white audience or the black audience, like, or the indigenous audience. It doesn't matter who the cologne to you. It just matters if you like it and it's gonna smell good on your man. Not I did a poem for a black man. Like I don't think a black woman would ever come up up in Dillard's and I've never heard a black woman come up in Dillard's and said it and I've had encountered a lot of black women in uh, Dillard's and 
they've never said that. None of those words. So everything she said was out of pocket. Very much so. <laughs> um, yeah, another part of, sorry, I literally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, sorry, ladies, do y'all, is there anything else you want to touch on as far as colorism? Um, did we, we already probably touched on this. Mm. We talked about media, black women, how it started. Talk about color as black men. The deep-rooted effects of it that are in our community. No, I don't think so. I don't. We might have, but it was like like touch and go kind of thing. Um, deep-rooted, deep-rooted effects like. Like I feel like colorism will just not end, no matter how many people know about it and that are educated on the situation it's just not never 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 yeah. not in our community not in the other poc communities not in the media just it's not going to end the same thing for racism i feel like racism mm -hmm. is not going to end either and they're growth brother and sister so yeah. they are um and i agree with that uh, if they are both such deep-rooted issues and it's unfortunately not just in America. Um, in other POC communities, colorism is also very real. Um, I believe, I mean, to my knowledge, I could be wrong, but in the Asian community, darker toned Asians, like South Asians, mm -hmm. are not <laughs> preferred over lighter skinned Asians just in like, certain situations. And so, just um, like in the Asian community, if you have imperfections, you're considered less than because in the Asian community, um, clear skin means means like you're more wealthy because you can afford um, better skincare. So then, if you have imperfections on your face, you're considered less than in the Asian community. Wow, that's crazy. That's awful. <laughs> like or if you have like coarse hair and you're supposed to be Asian, it, it's not thick and silky like mm -hmm. Asians. Um, and your hair is like a little, has a curl to it or a wave or it's more coarse, then you're not, then you're considered less than also in the Asian community. So I'm like, hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, because my grandma, she's full Korean, and when she saw that I had curly hair and I had, and I had her blood in my body, she was like always trying to perm my hair, um, straighten it. And in the Asian community, um, all the Asians have short hair. So then she cut my hair because that's not how Asians supposed to be. We're supposed to have short hair. And mm -hmm. she, my hair is waist length, and she cut that shit off. Oh my god, what was this? Um, I was like 11, 10, yeah. I was, I was young. I didn't know. I let her do it. Yeah. So I didn't know. Um, yeah. Um, I, a part of that. Like you said, you were young, you didn't, you know, realize what was really going on. Um, I don't know if you've had similar experiences like that where you uh, might be treated a certain way due to your skin tone when you were younger, and then here you are now, and you look back on that, and you're like, what the F? <laughs> um, I feel like with that, for me, it was just like my hair 
like, I was just always like told like your hair doesn't grow blah blah blah, like your hair is not gonna grow because you're black, you know? Yeah. Like if I was probably mixed with something, I would have like good hair, you know? The quotation marks how Beyonce said, Becky the good hair. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. That's just Becky with the fake hair. <laughs> 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 That's exceptions. <laughs> um, Other than that, probably. Growing up, like being little, that was the only thing because most of my people in my family are my complexion. Like, we don't really have a lot of lighter skinned people in my family. So, yeah. I feel like another topic that we could talk about is skin bleaching and how it's prevalent with colorism. Skin bleaching? Yeah. Who does that? A lot of people. Yeah. Look up Sammy Sosa. Oh, I think I know who that is. Look up Sammy Sosa. What? Why would they want to bleach their... I... I should not question. <laughs> no, but it's well, like... Why can't you, you just work? accept the skin that you're in, your dang self? Because they... That self-hate. The, yeah. Like, the whole world tells you that if you don't look like this, then it's ugly. Like, the way that Black China has bleached her skin, and she has oh, a skin-bleaching cream floating around in Nigeria... Yes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me feel uh, bad for people who do bleach their skin. Because, like you said, that is part of self-hate. And so self-hate is only taught um, through social media or through what you're watching and whatnot. Um, and so as a black woman, I do have my personal insecurities. But part of that is due to how I was treated in the past or, you know, what I've seen throughout my life. Um, But um, I have been, I guess, lucky enough to work through those things and to love myself for who I am um, and not resort to things like skin bleaching. um, But to the people that that do for their own personal reasons, um, it's, it's easy to like look at it from an outsider point of view and be like, what are you doing? That's not okay. Um, but for me, you know, it kind of makes me feel bad for them um, because clearly they don't love themselves enough for the way that they were born and how they look. Um, I know for a long time before, um, it's like before I graduated high school, I like hated the way of the color of my skin, just because I wasn't getting enough attention as the, as the white girls or saying like boys saying like that I'm pretty like the white girls. I'm just like oh, I hate my skin. It took me a long, long, long time to love the skin that I'm in. And joining BSU has like helped with that self love because then I was like around people who had the same or the same or similar school clubs that I do in the same background and they share like their differences, things like that. And so it's like it made me feel more like, okay, like I love my I do love the skin that I'm in, I love where I come from. It just it helped grow that. So then I could probably see why they want to bleach their skin because maybe they don't have a community that they could go to to be to be uh in love with their, the color that their skin is. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the black community that does skin bleaching. It's 
prevalent in the Asian community as well. Mm-hmm. Like, they just want that porcelain. That I did Porcelain. See. Because, like, that little queen, Elizabeth, or whatever, whatever her name is, like, would just wear all these pounds of white powdered makeup to look porcelain. The lighter you are, the better. It literally, it was even... She, I don't even know the history. Don't quote me anything. I'm so sorry if I'm correct. But I feel like she was even before the time the slavery actually started. So things like that have been happening since the dawn of time. Yeah, and one of one of the members, one of the members in their family, they um, one of the members in their family, they're racist, but they didn't want to say who. They wanted to keep that under wraps so that the royal family could look you know, united together and um, good in front of their community. So I was like, uh, they, when I found that out, I, I was like, I'm done with the royal family. I'm done looking at them. I'm done listening to them. I'm done reading about their history. I'm done. Yeah, when that came out, uh, that that was very unknown to, unknown to me before. Shut um, And so, of course, you know, that was everywhere. And so my... A friend of mine, um, she was like, oh yeah, the royal family is very racist. (laughs) Um, Yeah, very, very racist, uh, conservative, and structured. I feel bad for Meghan Markle. Yeah. And that little baby Archie. So cute, he just is white passing. (laughs) I wonder what Meghan thinks now that she's been with the royal family. No, it was so bad they left. Right. I mean, I'm glad that she didn't leave. Is it Henry? Harry? Harry? Harry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, I don't know. The um, red-headed I'm, boy. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that she did not leave Harry due to all of the hate and discrimination. Uh, I, think, I think it's cute that um, their love has been strong enough for them to stay together and to sort of block out his family's bullcrap. Um, I was like, oh, that's a good man. That's a good man. And so, yeah, I mean, just as the saying goes, love conquers all. Mm -hmm. Yes, but that is all we have time for today, guys. So if you guys want to talk about more issues or have any more topics you want to um, bring up, please come to our BSU meetings. They are 7 to 9 p.m. in the Blair Room in the LLC. Yes. And if you have any questions about BSU, contact Tonice or Chelsea or me. Yes. Or really just DM us on Instagram. Right. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, please, I mean, don't, don't hesitate to join BSU. Um, I understand, I guess, from a non-black point of view, um, you might be a little hesitant, but BSU is very inclusive. We are not just a black group. <laughs> um, and so I think that is a big thing that I feel like should be known to everyone on the Washburn campus. Um, we do have uh, a lot of activities coming up that I am looking forward to. Um, I believe we have a black trivia. We have the Black Trivia, the movie, we're collaborating with Halo, and then we have the Black Excellence Ball on the 28th. Mm-hmm. Yes. And those, 6.30. Yes, yes, those are all this month. Yes. And again, any questions, 
comments or concerns, contact Tony's, um, Tony's Jackson, Chelsea Armstrong, Ingoya, Ingoya Davis, or you could also contact the Instagram page or the Facebook page or the Twitter page. They're all Washburn BSU and whichever one of us is on there, we'll be happy to answer any of your questions, thoughts, or concerns that you guys do have. That is it for the BSU podcast takeover on colorism. I hope that we could give you some insight, give you some helpful information. Um, and so, yeah, live your best life. We are out of here. Bye, y'all. Bye.